What's up, world? This is Furman. This is Desiree. And welcome to the Adored Covenant Podcast. Um, This is episode one, season one, because we plan to have multiple seasons. I don't know how many episodes we'll do a season. I don't know. I don't know. But that's where you insert the happy dance. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, get it. Go ahead and have a little dance. Um, The reason we're doing this is for several different reasons. Do you want to explain any Um, of how this kind of came about? Or what this is going to be about? It's just showing people that we adore this covenant as yeah. a unit, as you and I, but we also adore the covenant that each of us have with Jesus. Yep. And so we're going to let you into our lives and do lives with you. I guess this, that's how you would say it. Yes. And if you could see our life right now, we're in our daughter's room and the <laughs> room is erect. There's clothes everywhere. But it's all right. Okay. We're gonna push through. <laughs> so the first thing that we uh, we're gonna do in each episode is kind of a, a gratitude and kind of just say how our weeks and our days were. Um, so how was your week this week, or how was mm-hmm. your day? It was good. I got to spend time with the baby. Mm. It wasn't our baby, but it was a new baby today. Yeah. And that's been a good week. Just home. <laughs> Does that make you want to have a baby? Uh, it sort of puts the baby fever at bay for a little while. See, this is what you need to understand, people, is <laughs> we have four children. We have uh, three little girls and a little boy. Mm-hmm. And the little boy just turned one just a couple days ago. My heart is breaking, y'all, from joy and from sadness. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to get bigger. Yeah, and he is. He's funny. He's a monster man. I think that's what I'm grateful for this week, though, is just our kids and just our family. Um, I think it's been a good week, though. Can't complain. So why is it that we want to make sure that we include gratitude in each episode? Mm-hmm. Or at least, especially in starting off, like after, you know, saying what's up to everybody. But Yeah. Um, more recently, I've learned um, the impact of going into things with a grateful um, heart. Mm-hmm. It just like a hundred percent gives you like a happier and more thankful approach to whatever it is you're doing. Like mm-hmm. if I got to do dishes or laundry, like be grateful for those things. And you're like, man, I have clothes. My kids have clothes, and we have yeah. a machine to give them clean clothes. And all right, we have dirty dishes, but we have a home, and we have all these things to be able to have them clean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just being grateful because. And gratitudes everywhere, and I think that's what just makes everybody's attitude sour. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's important too, just like a mind shift, and just making sure that you got your your focus in the right aspect of just doing life, because it's real easy to, to lose that sight of, of being thankful and being grateful for what you have, mm-hmm. especially when you compare it to so many other people that you may know, and you're looking at your situation. But I know for us, uh, we have friends that are are in pretty good positions. They're, I would say, I don't know if I would say well off, mm-hmm. but they're doing good. Yeah. Okay. And then we have other <laughs> friends that are super struggling and we find ourselves, I would say, in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm grateful. Like, I see my friends that are doing good, our friends, and I'm yeah. like, man, y'all are blessed. Like, God's good. But at the same time, I'm not envious. I'm like, man. Like, we fit in our home. Yeah. <laughs> we have things, and we don't ever lack yeah. anywhere. So that's what I'm most grateful for. 
Mm, that's good. It, and we were talking about, you know, this being one of the, the things that we do reoccurring. Um, I was looking at like verses and just things. And a verse that really stuck out to me is Psalms 100 verse 4. And it says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise and give thanks to him and praise his name. And I think that's just that's just got to be our attitude each day. Just as we wake up, as we go to sleep, as we go throughout our days, like God is so good to us, y'all. And there's so many things to be thankful for. Yeah, we all, all can point out things that we can complain and wish were different, but there's a lot to be thankful for too. Mm-hmm. And so, just as we, you know, share with with you what we're thankful for, we want you to do the same and let us know what you're thankful for. But also, make this a part of your day as well. Mm-hmm. Be good. Yeah. And uh, so we'll always have, you know, gratitude involved in the top of the episode. Um, we'll always discuss a topic. We always want your input on what the topic might be. Um, we're going to share our ups and downs and everything that we've learned. And hopefully God gives some direction as well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we'll probably end it um, with a segment called Pillow Talk. Just something that uh, we'll kind of explain more about. And we'll probably have different segments come and go. Some be often, some maybe not, but I don't know. We'll see how it goes and we'll just roll with it. But being with that, let's jump to the first topic. Um, We'll see how heavy this gets. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) But we're calling it hurt love. Okay, hurt love. Now, when we say hurt love, we're talking about how the pains of our past can affect how we love in the present and the future. And so that could look like a number of different things that have caused you pain or have caused you to view love or give love in certain ways. But I I think two of the most common experiences that affect us and how we love is our upbringing or our our parents and also relationships. Mm. Um, I think those two things kind of mold a lot of how we love well and, and receive love and how we even view love. Or how we don't love well, or how we don't mm-hmm. receive the love. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, one of the funniest things, too, is I think a lot of people are like, especially I think with us, and I'm not saying we're anybody perfect, but they see us and they see the where we're at at life right now. Mm-hmm. And they're always just like, man, you know, I'm trying to get to that point that you're at and this and that. And I'm like, you know, I'm 31 years old and it <laughs> took 31 years to get to this mm-hmm. point. And so too many times I think we just expect it to be a shorter period than when it is but no man it's it's a it's a life in the making yeah (laughs) it is so the first one that i mean as we talk about hurt love i guess we talk about upbringing and and our parents and um i don't know i think you know is that that, what you're gonna yeah i mean i mean the culture that we kind of grow up in and um of course we're we're Mexican. I'm half Spaniard, so shout out on my mom's side cuz I always <laughs> rep that side too. Uh, but I think you know that that plays a big role in in how you view love and receive love and mm-hmm. um I don't know if you want to talk about your upbringing. You don't necessarily have to talk about yeah. your parents, but I mean, whatever you feel comfortable. You want to go first? Oh, you want I'll me to go first? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think for me personally like being hurt concerning love and I think your parents are supposed to be like the first people to make you feel like secure and that like unconditional love and my upbringing you know like it was rough like I felt neglected and unloved Mm. for all my childhood and even into my adult life it's just you know 
yeah. where I've been and how I've tried to heal and recover from all that. So, and, you know, and, and talking about that, when did you, like I would say, like discover, like, you know what? Maybe the things that I've been through is affecting how I'm viewing love and, and experiencing it and, and currently. Like, when did you mm-hmm. start to realize that? I think... Honestly, not until, like, I started therapy. Yeah. Because, yeah, they walk you through, like, viewing yourself and your issues. And I was like, man, like, I didn't realize how much, like, I try to mirror the way my grandma loved me to the kids. Because I'm like, man, and try not to mirror what I experienced as a kid. Mm -hmm. Like, the negative parts of it like I don't want my kids to feel like they're not wanted yeah and the way I did and then concerning my granny I'm like man I want them to feel like they always have me there yeah I'm their mom and I'm supposed to and I'm going to but that's how it had me viewing love and just loving like Jesus (laughs) I think too because the way that you know, when you're small, the way that you're a sponge, and so you're soaking up everything that's around you. And so when you see your parents or you see, you know, your family or others around you, the way that they love people are the ways that you're saying, okay, well, this is what love is looks how- like, and this is how I should be loving, mm-hmm. or this is how I should receive love. And it kind of gives you a world aspect of what love is, mm-hmm. because I think until you understand the way that God loves us and you understand what his word says in love, we never truly understand love or its magnitude or its gratitude. Yeah. And it always brings me to, uh, I think, what is it? First uh, Corinthians 13 and how it breaks down, you know, love is kind and it gives all these characteristics mm-hmm. and traits of what love is. And so if you if you haven't read that before, definitely check it out. First Corinthians 13. Um, but the first time that I read it, it was like, oh, snap, like, dang, that's love. Mm. OK, this is sacrificial love. This is a selfless love. And then it made me kind of think, like, do I love that way? Mm. Have, I, have I experienced love that way? Am I given love that way? And I know in my upbringing, that wasn't the case. Um, You've you seen the movie Men in Black, right? <laughs> yes. Okay, so just now, the reason I bring that up is because, okay, I grew up in, um, of course, I'm the smallest in my family. Um, there's how many of us? Mm, four of us? I think four of us. And they're all older than me, so I'm the baby. Um, but during my upbringing, uh, my mother w- was killed. And during this time, she was going to divorce. And the guy she uh, had married and was divorcing had, had shot her and killed her at a time that her and my father were reconciling their relationship. And so it kind of like I don't really remember what life was like prior to that. And I kind of feel like, God, you know, that's where they got it from. I feel like God just erased my memory of what my mom's love was for me or what love was yeah because i, I don't know i just felt like I, I woke up one day in a bed and i just kind of remember like something was missing and i just i don't know it's, it's just like i just woke up out of a dream and that's when my life started mm-hmm. and it's weird um, and my dad really took that hard and uh man so he i mean i knew he he loved me but i don't think like he said it you know with that words of affirmation or he displayed it all the time and so a lot of times like I just looked at the world around me and I looked at the people around me and I would say, okay, well, that's what love looks like. And this is, you know, they're treating them this way. They're doing because they love them. And 
mm-hmm. think like especially I'm you know I'm a big sports guy and how they say they they be hard on you and they do all these things because they love you mm-hmm. and so I view loved in in a, in a way that was probably not correct for yeah. a majority of my life and I think even when we got together mm-hmm. um I don't think I I understood how to love you yeah or how to receive love or what, even what love was and so man I I think you know your upbringing and your parents they play a a vital role and so if you're a parent um just think about that I um I heard something I, I don't know when it was that you know leaders are people that influence others around them so whether you realize it or not we are all called to be leaders and there's we have influence in, in different people's life and especially if you're a parent man your kids look up to you in ways that you you just don't understand unless you really looked up to your parents in a certain way or you lack that. Watching everything. Yeah, for <laughs> real though. But I, I think about how they're experiencing love right now as a child, and I'm like, man, I didn't get that, and mm. I wish I had that. Um, but I'm grateful that I'm able to give it to them and, and kind of break it down and give them an understanding of yeah. it. Um, what do you think about all that? She's like, wait, what are you talking about? I was like, that was a lot. Okay. <laughs> no, just about no, how, said. like, you know, like, just how I it shapes to, you. I try to mirror the good examples in my life to the girls. Yeah. Like my theatrician. Yeah. Like she was the best to me. Yeah. And I'm like, man, like, I want to be like that towards the girls yeah. and towards Gazio. And I, I think sometimes when you don't have, you know, those figures or those people to always show it to you and you're looking into the world and you see man it's just real misconstrued ways though Mm. and I just think about like how the world's like oh you know you buy stuff or you just do Mm. these certain things and that's what love is Mm -hmm. and I especially think as teenagers and and just talking about sex like they're like oh if you really love somebody you'll have sex and Mm -hmm. it's like well, that's that. And it's sad cause that's a lot part of, of intimacy in a relationship, but that's mm-hmm. not that's that's not love though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. what were you gonna say? That a bunch of young little ladies aren't informed of like, no, love is patient. So yeah. he ain't gonna pressure you in that area, but they don't have God fearing examples that let them know so they're like okay this is what they said so this is what I have to do mm. and it's like no yeah like no that's good which brings us to relationships one of the other common things that I think you could get hurt by and it really affects the way that you love and mm-hmm. I don't know I don't know how you want to I mean cause there's relationships with your parents and stuff that, that's one form of relationship mm-hmm. but there's also like a romantic you know, I don't know how you would express it, but relationship. Mm. What would you say? So, growing, so just being in relationships, um, how did that affect the way that you love? Mm. I don't think I. I know for me, because like I, I didn't, I felt like I was a cutthroat person growing up, mm-hmm. because I seen you know the way that others. We're in relationships, and I'm like, okay, this is what love is. Like, okay, well, then I could kind of treat this person however I felt. And at the end of the day, like, there was that movie, Get Richer, They're Trying, Don't Show No Love, Love Get You Killed. And so that, that was like something I lived by. I was like, you know what? I ain't gonna show no love, you know? That's funny. Cause streets are heartless out here. I was on the other side of that, mm-hmm. growing like the relationships I was in. I was like, man, I think from what I've seen growing up, you always had to have somebody. Yeah. So even if it was an ugly relationship or if you were being hurt physically, emotionally or whatever, yeah. like that's what love is. 
Mm. And love is like enduring all that. You know? Yeah. So I think love is so confusing when you don't understand it. Mm. And uh I there's there's a verse in let me think where it's at here. Uh first Peter four, eight, and it says, Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other, for love covers a multitude of sins. And I think when you don't have that love that mm. covers a multitude of sins, you're exposed to a multitude of sins. Mm. And then you view love in that way. Yeah. And then you think you have deep love for each other when actually it's like, nah, man, you're messing we each just other up. Living in a pot of sin. Yeah. <laughs> hurting each other. For real though. You know what I'm saying? And it's just crazy to think that. Mm-hmm. And so being in relationships, I would be like, you know, if you're not doing X, you know, this, this, and this for me, then you truly don't love me. Mm. Um, and then I look back at it now and I'm like, no, that was more of, of wants and then versus. Yeah, that was, that had nothing to do with love. That was just my own arrogance and my own desires versus me actually caring for that person and loving them. Mm. And so, man, I feel like I've probably hurt a lot of people. Yeah. And then I think at the same time, like I've stayed away from relationships that probably could have been beneficial for me because I was like, nah, that's not the love I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Just dumb. That's mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> Just last. <laughs> But just as we talk about these topics, you know, not only do we want to share our experiences and our trials with it, um, but we also want to talk about the other side of it, of processing through it and just resources to help you get through it and just to really focus and lean on God. You know, our hope and our prayer is that everything will point back to God and uh, that you understand that it has to start there Mm -hmm. and that you have to build your life upon that, that doing it the other way. Uh, man, it's building, you know, what is it saying in Matthew that you're building a house on sand is basically what's happening. And, and if you're not building it on that bedrock, you're not building it on a solid foundation of God, then you're really not building anything that has structure to it. And you may think you have a structure, but you don't. Yeah. And so uh, I think now it's time to move into the healing process yeah. of when you realize, OK, you know what? I never understood it and I've been hurt by it and it's causing me to to do it the wrong way and probably hurt other people along that process. Mm. So what does healing, what does healing look like for you? Uh, I would have to say like, I've not started to heal until I've become an adult. And I think it's been more recent than anything. I lived with such a broken heart and a broken spirit for so long because I was like, I need them to love me. Yeah. And the Lord's like, no, I love you. Mm. Your duty as their daughter is to honor them. That's so, good. so I think it was like a part of my heart. It's like, okay, God, I trust you and I forgive them. And you know, I've told you, I've told my mom, I don't know how my dad would take it, but that I forgive her because as I've gotten older, it's like God's put it on my heart that, she really did the best she could and he really did the best they could with what they knew how yeah. at the time. Yeah. And I understand that now. Like that and like it's true the saying that hurt people really do hurt mm, people. Yeah. Even if they're your kids. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of my uh healing had to start from that and a bunch of praying and a bunch of scripture <laughs> yeah for real though. praying the word because there's a bunch of promises i think one thing we don't realize is like 
So the things that kind of like were the upbringing and stuff, like you're building off of the foundation that was given to you, what you mm-hmm. what was passed on to you. Yeah. And so I think a lot of times we put a lot of value into that mm-hmm. and not realizing that what's been given into us isn't all the way complete. Sometimes, yeah. And so we, in our minds, I think, especially when you're young, you think it is like you're like, OK, this is passed on to me. I understand everything now. And you're not realizing that those who you pass it on. A bunch of generational yeah. curses. Yeah. And I think, you know, generational curses, man, that that's a real thing. And I, I think it's something that you don't realize you struggle with until you start acknowledging um, these things in your life. Mm-hmm. But I think it, it all, like I said, it all goes back to, you know, having a relationship with God and him starting to bring to light a lot of these things. Mm-hmm. Because prior to our, my no, for myself, to that relationship with God, I didn't see a lot of the things in myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a lot of the things in the world. So my view was, I w- it wasn't never internal. It was always external of how I viewed everything. And so how I process things, it, I didn't I didn't do a good job of it. Because I was like, man, forget that. I don't need to do that. I'm going to keep it moving. And now, walking with God, he man, he knows. He makes you self-evaluate. He does. The lens of the Holy Spirit. And yeah. you're like, whoa. Yeah. Okay. Like it talks about that he's a light, that there's no darkness. And like, man, that's for real because he's going to expose that darkness and it's going to be mm-hmm. ugly. Mm-hmm. And it's not that he wants to hurt you, but he wants to heal you and, mm-hmm. and get you through that process. And I heard, man, I don't remember where I heard it from. It was a doctor or something. He was talking about how physically, you know, you could have these wounds and these cuts. And a lot of times we just want to cover over and we want to bandage them and when we do that they never heal properly mm. and so they leave these scars and that sometimes they bust back open festering. yeah mm-hmm. you know and, and it takes a longer process for it to actually heal versus if you would have just left it open and let it breathe and done the proper steps to healing it mm-hmm. and that's what i think a lot of this is for us especially when you've been hurt and, and you love it's going back and opening those wounds and allowing them to breathe and, mm-hmm. and start to really heal and see what God is trying to lead you to say. And sometimes he's saying, hey, man, you need to forgive this person. Mm-hmm. You don't understand why that was happening. Even though you were affected, you don't know the motives behind it. And it was never mm-hmm. even about you to begin with. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think we're just real self-centered creatures and we people, you know, born into it. <laughs> <laughs> And so we just view everything from that, like, oh, man, this person is being ugly to me, not realizing, like, there's something else going on with mm-hmm. them. And so I feel like that's something I talk to the girls a lot about, too. Yeah. Just so. They do. Yeah. Come I, home with situations yeah. that so-and-so's mean and so-and-so's bad. And yeah. it's like, baby, you don't know, like, what their life's like outside of school. Yeah. And you can't, you got to be nice to them and be Jesus to them, because... Otherwise, how are they going to know? Yeah. I mean, I never imagined having three girls, but I feel like it was... <laughs> at first, I was like, man, God, you were paying me. Like, was I that bad? You know what I'm saying? I really did feel that way. Um, but it gave me a lot of understanding that I didn't have before. And so, I mean, it's, it's a huge blessing at the end of the day when I really sit down and I look at everything because I'm able to not only talk to them about this, but also process it for myself. Mm. And that alone in itself has been a, a, just a healing for me. Uh, to be able to start identifying these things that, you know, were brought up to my attention, the way I processed it and how it was projected it out. And now I'm being able to look at it and say, you know what, I messed up. I was incorrect in the way I handled that or the way I, I chose to, to live that out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, it's a process, though. Mm-hmm. So that's what it is, man. You got to start to heal. And, man, I, I think 
that's that's the hardest thing. Everybody wants it to be fast and man, forgiveness, man, forgiveness is a hard thing for all of us. Um, I think we all get affected by certain things that carry more weight than others. Um, but you're always going to be captive to that until you actually forgive that person. Mm-hmm. And it's not even for them. It's more for you. That way you can break through through it. Yeah. Um, what would you think? I think like the whole healing process is like so uncomfortable. But like once we're like able to endure like the yucky uncomfortableness of it all, mm-hmm. like God reveals his glory at the end of that. Yeah. We grow so much better, yeah. and it's true. Like when we have unforgiveness in our heart and our spirit, it, it's ugly. Like it can affect everything, like especially our health. So it's like, just pray and like pray forgiveness in your heart, and just yeah. if you have to approach them, like, and I think like there's a weight that's lifted mm. at the end of that. Yeah. No, definitely not. That's what I would encourage you to start with is just start making a list of things that you've been hurt through um, and start evaluating what what's, what does that look like and, and see if God will give you a connection to maybe a deeper rooted issue that maybe you even realize it was. Um, that's the best way to start the healing process and just ask God for wisdom. I know me and the girls were talking about that the other day that we could ask God for, for wisdom and he's not going to rebuke us. Um, and we went around that the room and asked each other, you know, what, what, what do you want to be more wise in? And of course, they're coming from school, so they're, you know, answering math, <laughs> science, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I think it's just good to start having those conversations to, to let them know, like, okay, these are things I can start processing. Because um, I don't think that's always passed on. Um, I know just in our upbringing and, and myself and yours. Like, I think it all goes back to, like, Yo, you say you love Jesus. Yeah. And we have to look at Jesus as an example. Like, yeah. He was being crucified and he's like, Father, yeah. forgive them. Yeah. And it's like, yo, who are we to hold these offenses towards somebody? Yeah. When not even he holds what we did to him against mm. us. You know That's what so I'm good, saying? Yeah. I'm just like, Mm, he's so good. But I think that too, like we still get hurt by so many people, mm. um, even brothers and sisters who who are part of the body, who are, are, are Christians and they're mm. walking out their faith. And we take offense to how they, you know, do something, mm. um, not realizing like we're all in the same boat. We're all broken people. We all need to give each other <laughs> grace. Like, yeah, we fail at, you know, portraying God and portraying Jesus a lot. Yeah. But we project that to others, and we just feel like, oh, man, I thought they were a Christian. I thought they were supposed to love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm saying? I feel like we do that a lot just as people. Yeah. When you ain't supposed to be worrying about nobody, yeah. but you and your walk with the yeah. Lord. Yeah, for <laughs> real, though. And so I feel like we've just, we've just maturing in our faith. We've been able to start identifying that and just mm-hmm. growing past that. Like, you know what? Man, it is what it is. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on in their situation, but I'm going to lift them up. I'm going to pray for them. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, like, I know I'm still a mess and God's still working on me. Mm. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Um, but I don't think we always view that in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's like, man, my boy Seven, shout out to Seven, Hogmog. Hey. <laughs> I know, but he got this, he got this, at the beginning of one of his songs, he's just like, you know what? God never failed at betraying himself. Jesus never failed at betraying himself. It's us who failed at betraying him. Mm. 
to this world. You know what I'm saying? I think it's so yeah. true. I think it's like, yo, and it reminds me of like one of the things I shared on the Facebook group, yeah. Adored Covenant. Yeah. Plug. No, it's like. Where did I go with this? <laughs> <laughs> Something no. you shared. <laughs> okay. okay. It was like, do you, um, I don't remember what scripture I had attached to it, but it's like, do you make people want your God or do you make people question your God? Mm. And I think that all goes back to, man, how you live in this walkout. Yeah. Like, are you a bitter, scary Christian that people are afraid to be around? <laughs> Are you Jesus loving folk? Yeah. And I think that's the thing. Like part of the healing is looking to the example and then starting to live that way. And so that's what we would encourage you. Identify what it is. Begin that process of healing. Look at the example and say, okay, these are practical things that I can start applying to my life now that later down the road I know are going to pay much dividends. Because I think even now the way we handle things is so much different than we did before Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in the early stages of our walk, it's so much different than now. You know, um, I feel like the Holy Spirit's like, yo, yo. <laughs> the Holy Spirit's telling me, yo. No, it's like there's going to be a lot of people that are like, I ain't ready to forgive so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, he's just like, they need to pray about that concerning their hearts. Like, mm-hmm. God help me like you tell me that it's not good for me to be unforgiving yeah so help me to forgive these people like really forgive mm, that's good and to love them because on the other side of forgiving you got to do something for them people yeah you, <laughs> you got to serve because we're here to serve it's easy to love people that you like but you gotta love everybody mm. even the people you don't like and the only way that you move past your past is you got to let go of the past. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that you forget it. You're going to learn some things from it, but you truly have to move on. Because if not, it's going to continue to affect the present, which you're going through right now, and it's going to affect your future. And, man, that's what hurt love is, man. It's something that affects your present and affects your future because it's something from your past that you ain't even dealt with. Mm. And so, man, I, man, that's, that's super good. felt like I had something else, but I don't even remember. You got anything else on that? <laughs> I think that's all I had. Oh, that's yeah. what I was going to say, too. Okay, just hit me. It just has, we're talking about these things, like, I, w- I want you to understand, like, for one, we're not therapists, we're not counselors, mm-hmm. we don't have all the answers, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, that's That's just straight up. But the other thing is, as we talk about these things, we're still going through these things, mm-hmm. too. Yes. And so as we talk about hurt love and the healing and the loving like Jesus and the process and all these different things, we're saying this. And for us doing this podcast and doing this together uh, is actually bringing healing to these situations. But it's also, you know, strengthening our our marriage and our strength in our relationship with with God. Mm-hmm. And so I just want I felt like I needed to say that that we don't think that we just have everything figured out because we don't. Mm-hmm. We're far from that. Um, but more than anything, we felt like there's a lot of people that we come across relate with us and they want our insight and they want all these things. And we're like, man, we want to help you, we love you. But at the same time, we're not God. Mm-hmm. And so we can't play that role. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be your brother. We want to be your sister and, and give you some of that. But at the same time, like we got to place boundaries. We got families. We got all these things we have to attend to. And I, we felt like God was leading us to do this has been an avenue to be able to do that. Yeah. And so we hope that you would take a lot from this. And I meant for us to pray 
before we started the topic. Uh, Episode number two. <laughs> I know. But I, I thought we could pray right now that yes. um, God would just help us, you know, during this, you know, for us, but also for you out there, um, that you would take what it is that God wanted you to take from this. And man, that you would be able to start to overcome that hurt love and be able to begin the healing and living like Jesus. And so, uh, I don't know, you want to pray? I'll start. You can finish. Okay. Okay. Father, we just thank you for today and yeah. we just thank you for the wonderful things you've done in our lives and each of our hearts and for the restoration of this unit that yes, you've blessed us with. Um, we just ask you to continue to use this marriage, Father, to glorify you alone. Yeah. Um, we thank you for the platform that you've given us mm-hmm. and the influence of the people in our lives. Um, I just ask that you continue to allow us your wisdom and your Holy Spirit to just get across points, Father, that you place on our hearts. Um, thank you for hurt love. Um, yeah. It's uncomfortable, and sometimes we don't know why it's happening, but you, you're you all-knowing. You know why these things happen, and yeah. at the end of it, we just pray that we can glorify you. Um, we just ask that you be with us yeah. and continue to help us process these things and to continue to heal so at the end of it you can receive the glory Yeah, Father your word says that you are love that we should put our trust into you because of this and that whenever we're trying to discover what love looks like or how we should love or how we receive it that Father ultimately we need to go to you first and then by spending time with you, we'll be able to discover what it is um, to truly love and understand what love is. And so, Father, I pray that that would be true, not only for me and Desiree, but for all those who are listening and even those who aren't listening, Lord, um, that we would all see that it has to start with you. That to be able to, to begin this healing, to be able to overcome these things, Father, it starts by submitting ourselves to you. And so I just thank you that you've revealed that truth and that love to each one of us, Lord. And that we've been able to to work on this, Father. It's it's been many years in the making to get to where we're at, Father. But uh, we're grateful for all of it. We know the journey that was necessary to get to this point, Lord. And I just pray uh, for my brothers and sisters out there that are currently in a storm or, or they've been walking through a lot in their life, Father, that they would see that it has a purpose to it, Lord. And sometimes it might be something that we've done that have brought it on. But a lot of times it doesn't matter because you said that you will use all things for those who love you. And so, Father, I just pray that we would continue to love you and just trust the path that you lead us. And, Father, I pray that we would all learn something from this, um, that you would just continue to pour more of your wisdom into us, Lord, and that we, we would live like Jesus, Lord. And so we just thank you for um, today. We, th- we thank you for um, your examples and, and just your truth and just continue to help us. We love you and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So definitely look out for that, that we'll be always praying. Um, we want to encourage you to pray. It's, it's something that's important, um, not only in your own time, but if you're, if you're with somebody, man, pray with your spouse. Um, I try to do that with Desiree. I'm probably not as consistent. I think that's my word for this year, consistent. I'm trying to be consistent in everything. The rest of this year or... All of 2020. No, just this year. You know what I'm saying? Just half the year. I'm hiding got half the year. <laughs> a few months left. I know. Friend. No, no. All, all the time for the rest of my life is what I'm trying to do. But you know, we got baby steps, okay? Um, and so, I think it's time to move into pillow talk. Hey, hey, hey. Um, so, explain what pillow talk is. Uh, it's just 
you know, at the end of the day, when you're winding down, either with the kids, if you're like me and have a kid in the bed, yeah, <laughs> he can't talk back to me though. But you know, I still talk to him. <laughs> but or in bed with your spouse, it's just questions or topics that you talk about. Maybe get some laughing laughs in before you know you catch some Z's. Yeah. So you want to read our first pillow talk? We can, but I also want to say, why is it important um, that you kind of just end your night or you find time to have pillow talk with your kids, with your spouse, or just or even with God? What is- yeah, I just, you know, the days get heavy and they go by so fast that you could end the day and just be so stressed out and so just over it that you're just like, I'm trying to go to bed. Yeah. But it's like, no, we got to decompress and you know smile yeah no definitely (laughs) definitely so it's kind of like realigning yourself Mm -hmm. and i think that's a huge benefit and uh it's like a lot of people are like well you know what there's tomorrow we can start all over but you don't have to wait till tomorrow Mm -hmm. to start all over you can start right now even after something bad just happened you can start right there and then and so that's one of the benefits of having pillow talk is it's just a fresh start and realigning yourself and so you know hurt love is kind of a heavy subject yeah um (laughs) We didn't know how it was gonna go, and we didn't know how we were gonna talk, how we were gonna feel about talking about it. But we want to end it in a lighter note. So sometimes pillow talk will be different things, but today we want to end it just in a lighthearted way. And so I wanted to ask, what is the funniest joke you know by heart? <laughs> you want mine first? Yeah, I want yours first, okay. cause you know I've been thinking, and I, I'm gonna be real. I didn't have, I didn't, I didn't know one by heart. Okay, I got I a, com- I just... a confession. Okay. <laughs> I barely learned mine like a week or so ago because of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, that's a joke that's going to be with me forever because okay. it was that good. Now you got me trying to remember. I didn't even write it down <laughs> what, I was gonna, what my joke was going to be. You ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you call a bear with no teeth? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you over laughing. What do you call it? A gummy bear. A gummy bear. <laughs> you know what? That, that one's pretty good. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. The funny thing is, I told her, it was Wednesday yesterday, the day before, I told her oldest daughter, Malia, because she, she's a joke person. She loves jokes. She loves the dad jokes. And so I was telling her, like, Malia, what's the funniest joke you know, or this and that? And she was like, I know all your jokes are going to be dad jokes. And I was just like, dang, like, okay. You over there cut me? Okay. Okay, so let me think. Uh, I forgot what the first joke was that I wanted to share. No. Oh, okay, I'll share her joke because her joke is funny Malia's too. Joke. Yeah, Malia. This is our One oldest daughter, Malia. I cannot get over. And she's like, what do you call, what is it, a rubber toe? Is that what it is? What do you call a person with a rubber toe? I don't no? remember, but it's like Roberto. Roberto. I know. We messed, messed that joke up. <laughs> <laughs> we botched it. I know, man. Oh, Dang, man. <laughs> messed it all up. All right, here's the joke that I can remember because I can't remember what the first... The first one I felt was... Oh, okay. So check this out. I walk into a bank, right? Uh-huh. And this lady tells me, can, you, can I help her check her balance? So guess what I did? You understand on one foot? I pushed her over. <laughs> <laughs> you don't say she want to check her balance. I pushed her over. <laughs> That's good. That that my good. other one was this one. Because I looked up, I was looking up jokes for a minute. It said, Jesus told, who was it, John or Thomas? He told him to, man, hold up. Now I'm already going to mess it up. 
Oh man, what did he say? Dang, see, look at that. Remember one joke I don't forget to them. Oh well, it is what it is. <laughs> well, I guess that's represent Elp, the first episode. We hope you've enjoyed it, uh, spending time with us. Definitely let us know topics you want to hear, um, whether it's pillow talk, pillow, I can't even talk. Pillow talk. Pillow, pillow talk <laughs> topics, whether it's just topics in general. Um, share with us your gratitude, maybe things that you want to see on the show or, or you want us to discuss. Where can they find us at? Adored Covenant Facebook. Adored Covenant Facebook. The Instagram, Adored slash Covenant. Yeah. Adored Covenant on Twitter. Um, and it, uh, of course, you're listening to this podcast. So it's, it's, you can tell all your friends it's available on all platforms um, Google, Apple, Spotify, uh, SoundCloud. It doesn't matter. Leave us reviews, yep. subscribe. So you can get notifications when the next one's posts. Yeah, and then we're hoping to do one. How often would you say? Twice a month. Twice a say. month? No. Realistic for uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say once a week, but we'll, I guess we'll see. Beam. Is that too much? Is that pressure? No, you just being extra confident. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? But I, we, we, hadn't, we hadn't discussed this. So I was like, uh, that's the biggest thing is trying to find time to do it. Because... He don't he don't take no days off. He don't mm-hmm. sleep. Nope. And then I'm not here all the time. That sounded bad. That sounds bad. <laughs> <laughs> I work at night. Okay, basically what it is. Mm-hmm. And so my schedule is kind of I'm sleeping during the day. Yeah. And then when I'm up, it's like okay, before you know it, it's time to go get the girls. And then everybody's mm-hmm. at home. And before I know it, I'm back at work. Yep. And so it kind of makes it hectic. But you know, we we gonna make it happen though. So we love y'all. Thank y'all. Anything else you want to say? Just be some good Jesus-loving folk. Love each other. Amen. Read your Bible. Yeah. (laughs) Talk to Jesus. (laughs) There it is, man. That's all you got to do. And uh, we out. Love y'all.